Hello, and welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. I've been celebrating students and staff on social media since 2014. I'm in the trenches with you, and I know it's not an easy task. So if you're responsible for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more for a K-12 school district, you are in the right spot. You're going to lean in and learn some simple, actionable tips to help you reach even more people. And that's all going to happen while keeping your sanity. So let's get started. Hello and happy Monday or whatever day you happen to be listening to this little podcast episode. You guys, this is the last of our mini episodes that really relate to all of the amazing stories in the new book, Social Media for Schools, my new book that's out there available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. I hope you've grabbed your copy. It's going to be so helpful this school year. Uh, But today, you are actually going to meet Megan Anthony. Megan Anthony is one of my favorite humans. She is amazing, and she is a really great school communicator. Um, She was featured in the case study in Chapter 19, all about your professional development network. And really, she's going to be talking today about not being alone and kind of making connections that count. So if you're a one-person communication shop, or maybe you don't even have communications or PR in your title, but you're handling social media, it can be a lonely job. Uh, Even if you have a small department, social media is usually on one person's plate, kind of. And so it's it's tough, Uh, but there is a community out there to support you. And today, Megan's going to talk about free resources that she uses, like podcasts and blogs and Facebook groups and online learning. And then she's also going to talk about investing in organizations and programs that has really given her the confidence and the skills to help impact students and staff in your district. She really talks about it being worth the effort, even if she's a little bit of an introvert. Um, I just want to give a shout out. This has been so fun this summer going through all of the people that helped make this book possible. And this book, Social Media for Schools, if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, it's really not meant necessarily to read from front to back. It's a pretty thick book. It's got 20 chapters. It's really written as a guide to be there for you when you need it. And so as you start this 23-24 school year, or whenever you're listening to this podcast, um, this is going to be really helpful for you to go to certain chapters when you need them, when you're dealing with negativity, when you're focused on trying to um, do a better job with captions, when you're maybe going through a rebranding effort, when you've got a new leader that's not really into social media, how do you handle that? That's what this book is for. Um, And I just want to give a shout out to everyone who has left me a review on Amazon so far. I want you to hear from Frank Shelton out of uh, Kentucky. And uh, he says, you're all in one survival guide. And I quote, Andrea tackles all parts of social media in this well-written book for communicators, leaders, teachers, and others in education. Whether you are the page admin or a contributor, full-time or extra duties as assigned, there's something here for you. From understanding the how and why social media is for schools to understanding how to manage it all and your other duties, 
This is a resource for those in their first year or 20 plus. She's the cheerleader for all of us in the field and freely shares her wisdom and resources through the book and her company. Highly recommend for anyone that has posting access to a school social media account. See your followers, likes, and engagement. Boom. Thank you so much, Frank. And if you haven't left your uh, review, please do. It really helps me get this, this book, this resource out to more schools across the country and literally around the world. Um, so I'd love if you jumped over to Amazon, just search Andrea Gribble or social media for schools. It's going to pop right up um, and you can leave your review there. All right. We got a fantastic episode today, but first this week's K-12 PR tip. All right. This week's K-12 PR tip is really about expanding your network. And you know, because I just had a special episode last week talking about Twitter or X or whatever you call it and your school and what you should be doing with your school account. And I really wanted to take some time to clarify that Twitter is a great professional development opportunity for you. Um, I follow hashtag school PR. I get connected with soup chat and, you know, there's a lot of different ways that Twitter or X allows you to connect. And although you may be making a decision for your school page or your school district account, when it comes to your personal professional development, your personal connections, your personal celebrations, you may want to continue using Twitter. And I would really like to challenge you, go out and follow the hashtag school PR and follow one new person this week, okay? Make a connection, find somebody with something in common. And I'm telling you, if you've never followed the hashtag school PR, that's where a lot of us school communicators are. And we're sharing great things from our schools. You're going to get awesome ideas, all of that for free, okay? For for free, And a lot of times you meet online and then you end up meeting in person eventually. So this is big. Um, You know, I'd like you to follow at least one new person. A big challenge might be following 10. Um, If you need help, direct message me. I'm at Andrea Gribble. I am still there on X or Twitter or whatever you call it. So jump on over. Definitely make sure you're following me. Um, But that is my challenge for this week of connecting and building your network And now let's learn a few more hacks from Megan Anthony. Let's get started. All right. Really excited for this little mini episode conversation all about the importance of networking and professional development. And I have Megan Anthony with me. Hello, Megan. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. You are with one district now. Can you share where, what your, what is your role and what um, district are you with now? I am a communications coordinator and I'm at Canal Winchester Schools in Ohio. It's a a suburb of Columbus. Okay, awesome. And you've been there a little bit, but you've been in school PR for quite quite a few years. So I'd love for you just to kind of share a little bit of your journey and then how, you know, networking and some of this professional development has really helped you in your role. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am, uh, you know, I feel like there are a few paths that most of us come from. I was the journalism to school communications path. So I was a reporter. I wrote almost exclusively about education. I was always an education reporter. And then in 2013, a district approached me and said that they were 
starting a position that would be half administrative assistant, half communications coordinator. And they asked if I'd be interested in applying. Um, I had just had my second child and I was interested in switching careers at that point. So I interviewed and I was offered the job and started there. Um, and I just love school communications right off the bat. It was definitely up my alley. I had loved telling stories about schools for so long. So it was amazing to have time to really and access to really dig in deep there and to be supporting public education, which is something I'm so passionate about. Um as a terrible administrative assistant. I will say that to any, I am not an administrative assistant. It is a skill set and I do not have it, but I'm a great communicator. So um, a couple years later, my boss was getting ready to move to what we in Ohio call our ESCs, which is kind of like a co-op. It's the Educational Service Center. And I had all the, always had this idea to start a communication service that would work with multiple small districts that could not afford full-time communication support, but would benefit from having somebody with that expertise. And my boss was like, you want to give it a try? And so we got a couple of clients who were interested and I made the jump. And uh, that was in 2015. So from 2015 until this past spring, I worked with anywhere from five to nine clients doing communications, whatever they needed in that realm. Um, and then in 2022, I decided it was time to go to one district and I started at Canal Winchester Schools in April. Okay. And you've really, I mean, so you had no really formal training in school communications. I mean, you had a great, great uh, uh, broad base in your journalism background. But so how, how did you get started when you got into this role with, you know, some of the networking or, you know, other professional development opportunities? Yeah. So um, I am a great writer and I had a lot of background in how schools work and um, general education topics and knowledge, but I did not have any kind of communications, marketing, public relations, formal training or knowledge. So that was kind of all stuff that I had to learn and figure out on my own. Um, at the time in Ohio, I would say that communications coordinators were primarily either large districts or wealthier districts. There weren't a whole lot of us at smaller districts that were like the districts that I was serving. Um, and so there weren't a lot of people locally that I could look to and I had the same kind of challenges and resources as they did. So I often felt like I was kind of alone. Um, and I would argue that being a communicator at a school district can be a lonely job just because in most districts, you're the only one. Maybe you might have another person in your department, but um, you know, talking about social media algorithms and everybody else looks like you have lost your mind because they don't get it. And if they get it, they probably don't care that much. So um, it can be really a lonely job. And that was really starting to get to me, especially when I made the jump to working for an ESC, where I didn't really have a home district anymore. So even though I had friends at different schools, I wasn't really part of any school completely. And so it got even lonelier. So around 2016, I started listening to podcasts that were related to marketing or communication, PR, and schools. And I discovered the We Love Schools podcast um, that's um, Carolyn and Joel did. And yeah. in April of 2017, Andrea, you were a guest on that podcast. And that's how I learned about social school for EDU. And I was like, 
oh, this is what I've been looking for. Because a lot of times if I would go check something like Inspra, I would feel like it was geared towards larger schools and schools that could do more. And social school for EDU really spoke to me because I, I felt like you understood small schools. I felt like that was where you were coming from and approach things from. And so I could relate so much. And what you were saying and what you were doing was actually doable for somebody who I used to joke, I'm not a one person shop. I'm a one fourth person shop because I was working for so many districts at a time. Um, and so I heard you on that podcast and I started following your blog and connected with your company on social media and things like that. And I can't remember exactly what your setup was then. You didn't have the membership program, but you might've had a Facebook group of some sort. Yeah. I and think, yeah. I think it probably, I don't know if you ever participated in my like one day summer camps. Cause we had like a social media summer camp back then. 2018. I did your summer camp. Yep. Okay. And I really loved it. It was so nice to get um, expert advice on things that I was facing and I was dealing with from people who actually knew what my world was. Um, you know, I could talk to my superintendents and colleagues, but they didn't approach things from a communications perspective. It was from an educator's perspective. Those are unique. They they intertwine a lot, but they are two unique ways of looking at things and considering options. Um, so when I got to do that first summer camp in 2018, I just really enjoyed having the chance to listen to other communicators and to talk with people about what I was experiencing and things like that. And um, it just kind of clicked a light on for me that that was what I needed. I needed people I could talk to about what I was experiencing, about my frustrations, about my, my challenges, get ideas from, vent to, all of that stuff. So I think from there, I joined your membership group. Mm -hmm. And then um, the pandemic hit. <laughs> and I'm working with five different districts in the height of the pandemic, like during that school shutdown at the end of the 1920 school year. And uh, I feel like I am losing my mind. I have so many districts. I have so much to do. Everything's changing all at once. It was overwhelming. I had three kids at home learning. It was just a bad time. And I did something crazy. You launched the pilot of your social media boot camp that year. And even though I was completely overwhelmed, completely stressed, had way too much on my plate, I said, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to take a leap and do it. And it was exactly what I needed. Uh, it really just made me excited about the work I got to do again. It gave me so much camaraderie. Some of the people that I met in there are still some of the people that I talk to the most from school communications and that I admire and look to the most, Kara, Adney, Tracy Gents, um, Don Brenner, uh, and a few others. And of course, Stephanie Sens, who's wonderful and amazing and great at facilitating that um, camaraderie and that relationship building piece of everything. And um, that was just when I realized like, oh, I could be friends with people. They don't even have to be in Ohio. I could be friends <laughs> with them and I could learn from them and I could get ideas from them and I could admire and acquire as you so elegantly <laughs> always put it. And um, I try to give back. I try to share what I do and share my ideas too, but it was just really a turning point for me. And honestly, I think it's what saved me from burnout. I think that if I had not started doing that networking and if I had not started finding 
those communities of school PR people and participating on Twitter. And I'm in your membership crew still. I um, do, you know, the final site days, but you're almost always a guest at the final site days. I do my OSPRA. I do INSPRA. Um, I'm in another Facebook group for school professionals. Um, I do K-12 chat. And it just, honestly, I think is what keeps me afloat sometimes. Even though I've switched to one district just the other day, my superintendent and I were talking about what I do in terms of my um, association memberships and my PD and things like that. And she was saying that one of the things she said when she talked to our treasurer about it was Megan's on an island. She is the only one of her. It's not like where, you know, educators have so many other educators to talk to. Um, I'm the only communications person around. And so I think that everybody becomes better by talking to people who have different perspectives and ideas and learning from people who are further along than them, who are newer than them, who are at the same level as they are right now. And that can be hard to find when you're in a small part of a bigger organization like that. And that's why I think networking is so key for school PR in our industry. Yeah. And what you give is so awesome, Megan. You are one of the you just have such great ideas. Social media is always changing. And so we're always sharing, especially, you know, inside the membership group we created, we share a lot of resources and templates and it's so cool to be able to try something and it works at your school and then you can share it with other schools. Um, you definitely have become a leader in that, but at first you have to be a consumer and you have to learn from others and then you can take those ideas and go from there. Um, and then you've also been involved in some of these other organizations you mentioned, like OSPRA, which is the Ohio Group of School Public Relations Association. NSPRA is the National School Public Relations Association. There's other groups that are out there. Um, if you were talking to somebody who is pretty new to school communications and their role, you know, what advice would you have to them to just get started with this whole networking PD piece for their, for their, their own sanity and, you know, their career. Yeah, I would definitely tell them to look to your group. Um, I would also suggest looking at their state school PR association. And I would suggest looking at um, the Facebook communicators group that I think came out of maybe Missouri school PR association. I can't remember who it was, um, but now it's, you know, pretty much national and the, K-12 PR chat. Um, I think that for me, and maybe if you had more of a PR communications background, it might be a little easier to jump into things like Inspira right away. Um, for me, I was just, I had so much to learn about communications theory and pra best practices and how everything worked that I would just felt immediately thrown into the deep end and really out of my element. So I think um, for me, it was super fortunate to find Social School for EDU. Um, I felt a lot of kinship towards you because you also had all these different districts that you worked with, and a lot of them were small. I've never been with anybody as small as, um, is it? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yes, I've, um, my smallest has been 700, but um, small school communications, it's a lot different from big school communications, and it can feel really intimidating and honestly, sometimes a little, you know, you'll be in a PD session maybe and they're like, oh, our graphic designer makes these for us. And I'm like, must be nice. 
<laughs> um, so I would just really encourage everybody to, to look for those smaller and maybe less formal entries into networking. And honestly, participating in your membership group and um, K-12 PR ch- chat and things like that, I just gained a lot of confidence in addition to all the wisdom and resources and support I have seen. Um, I have gained so much confidence in my abilities as a communicator. And I really do know things. I'm not just making it up all as I go, as much as I feel like it some days, I actually do do things right. <laughs> but uh, I do think that when you first get started, if you try to jump headfirst into some of those Um, And they have amazing resources to provide and amazing education to provide. But I would say it's maybe intermediary, intermediate and above, whereas you might need to look for a pool that's a little bit more beginner to dip your toe in. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can attest to how you really do know things, Megan. And I'm so (laughs) glad that you were able to step in and, and again, share and just be transparent with what, you know, it's just funny participating on like a Twitter chat, like hashtag K12 PR chat. Um, People ask questions or want to share things that you've done. And it's just amazing to get some of that feedback where it's like, oh my gosh, I really do know what I'm doing. And this is a great idea. So um, I, I keep up the great work. We are very thankful to have you in our community. And I know in other organizations, you do the same thing to lift others up. Um, and I love this invitation for other people to get more involved. So Thanks for hanging out with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for um, inviting me and listening to me and letting me talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is everybody needs a friend sometimes, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into this mini episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a lot. And if you did, pass it on to others who might need to hear it too and Would you leave me a review? I would love a podcast review. Now, if you want to become a powerful social media storyteller for your school, grab your copy of my book. I poured my heart and soul into this thing. It's called Social Media for Schools, Proven Storytelling Strategies and Ideas to Celebrate Your Students and Staff While Keeping Your Sanity. You can find out more at socialschoolforedu.com. See you next week.